What's up, everybody? Listen, good, bad, and ugly for the Atlantic Division is just that. There are so many questions around the good that is Clemson, the bad that could be Florida State, and the ugly, good Lord, Louisville. I'm trying to help y'all best way I know how, but you're not helping me back. Let's talk about it with Kenton Gibbs on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack as we are going over good, bad, and ugly Mondays from the Atlantic Division side. And of course, Tuesdays, we talk about the Coastal. So do not fret. Coastal friends, you will get your time. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to learn more about getting jobs for faster and for free. So if you got a LinkedIn job that you would like to post, you know, you where to go. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college using that promo code. Kenton, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, it's it's a, a very dreary, uh, lowly looking Monday morning here in Raleigh, but it's, it's all right. We're going to power through and we're going to beat up Mondays like we always try to. You know, we always try. You got to come to the fight. That's half the battle is just getting up, doing the fight, doing what you know how to do. And then from there, you, know, you, you give your best. The good old college try, as they say. And of course, every Monday we have good, bad and ugly here with Ken and Gibbs. And we talk about the Atlantic Division teams and what went well, what went wrong and what was just practically terrible. So let's start with the good. Let's be clear about it here. As much black as DJU has gotten all year and a half, we can say, he showed up this season. I think he's put a lot of questions to bed from that Cade Klubnik, you know, could he be the starter come October conversation went around. I think everyone's been silenced on that. And I would sit here and say Clemson is probably, not even probably, the most complete team in the ACC. Uh, you know, I, I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. Nobody has put it together on both sides of the ball the way that they have, um, regardless of how you feel like it's it's gotten done in terms of, um, you know, who's who's doing what or who's messing up in order to get them there. Uh, if you watch that NC State and Clemson game, you saw that one of the things I said on Locked on Wolfpack was that you cannot allow DJ and this offense to get confident early because then they'll get to rolling and that's a, a different situation than, than what you would uh, prefer. We saw it against Georgia Tech. If you don't let him get confidence on the first drive or two, it's a different scenario. And what did NC State do? Uh, well, a face mask early in the game to give him additional 15 yards. Well, a, a uh, running into the kicker coming after a punt on fourth and four is surely a choice. Uh, I don't think it's a good one, but I think it's a choice that was made there. Um, and you know, doing things along, excuse me, doing things along those lines. It's and oh, and a busted coverage on a uh, on a a I want to say the it was a flat route to Engada. Doing things like that, you're you're going to make it easy for Clemson to, to be the most complete team in the conference, which NC State did, and that was very disappointing to me. But again, you can't argue with with Clemson what they what they did without Brian Brissy. I said that this defensive line was injured, and and you know they hadn't exactly looked like they looked in the past and all that. And they said, oh, you said, what about us, Ken? We didn't look like what now? Don't worry about it, buddy. 
I'll show you exactly what we look like. And in that second half, they beat up on Belton and that uh, NC State offensive line so bad. Even our All-American center, Grant Gibson, was seeing ghosts out there and, and snapping the ball uh, when he shouldn't have snapped it and having all types of snap infractions, which was just a lovely time. So, you know, Clemson, you can't argue it. You, you can't uh, really say too much about what this team is or isn't at this point because they're undefeated. Uh, they beat the team that everybody said was the second best in the conference by handily. So, you know, props to them. They were very good on Saturday. Yeah, and if you missed it, the 30-20 to 20 victory for the Clemson Tigers beat out against NC State in Death Valley. DJ was 21 for 30. Again, the first drive pretty much set the tone, and there was opportunities for NC State to get back in the game. But, unfortunately, they missed out. But, you know, it's four and, they're 4-1 on the season. It's not something you hang your head too low about. There's still opportunities. There's still a lot of season left, and anything can happen. I mean, Syracuse, God knows, can mess around and be – the other 5-0 and team here, and they're having a good year. I think for everyone who's given me personally flack about going hard for Dino, I want an apology. I want it now. I want it in cash because I said Dino was a guy and I was always rooting for him. Everyone said, no, it's the time to go. If there was ever a coach of the year candidate who deserves it more, it, who doesn't, what, what am I trying to say? Who deserves it more? It's Dino Babers. You know what I'm trying to say. Y'all figure it out. You had a coach of your candidate who deserves it more you. than Dino this year. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. That's Mondays what are hard. For. Mondays are hard. Mondays are hard. You beat Wagner. You couldn't even get a line out there for you because you just knew you were going to mollywalk them. Syracuse is 5-0, and oh, second team in the Atlantic Division, just like we planned it, Kenton. Just like we planned it. I mean, when, when you looked at Syracuse's schedule early, we all thought that Louisville would be better. And other than Louisville, we we pretty much would see Syracuse winning uh, a good chunk of these games. I think Purdue was the other one where you were like, hmm, how, what's going on here? But Purdue absolutely wet the bed. They scored a touchdown late and said, hey, y'all, let's, let's give them 30 yards of penalties immediately after this touchdown. Let's kick the ball off from our own 10-yard line because it's what we want to do. Like, that was just... The Virginia game was a toss-up, though. I thought it could have gone either way. Just based on who Syracuse has been the past couple seasons. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but also, we didn't know how bad UVA was. Fun fact about UVA. This is the, the Atlantic show. However, UVA is the um, is one of two teams in the conference that has played multiple conference games and doesn't have a win. It's them in Louisville. So, um, yeah, that's... Again, it's... it's uh, you know, anywho... Uh, but Syracuse is undefeated. You can only play who they put in front of you. And Syracuse has beat everybody that's put in front of them. They look good. Schrader is doing enough to win games. Tucker has kind of got going now. He's kind of got going. He's got into the form that we expected a little bit. So, you know, my good for the week is uh, a top 10 matchup in the ACC. Let's be honest. Despite the result, we're not going to see another top 10 matchup in the ACC this year, probably. Uh, so with that in mind, having college game day there, having the primetime ABC slot, having a, a situation where, you know, this is this is a, a, a game that brings a little bit of marquee to the conference because I have said this for years. Clemson being landslide, a, a light year ahead of everybody else, was bad for the conference because that means not just that Clemson is really good, but that no other team is, is approaching. And that's a problem. That's something that you do not want to see. You do not want to see a situation where there's only one big dog on the block. And every couple of years, you might have a team that's like, oh, they're good. They're good. Not like, oh, they're 
They're really, really good. So a top 10 matchup in the ACC, college game day, all the fanfare, and ABC. Thank God we didn't have to go to Fubo or, yeah. or Swing or, or whatever, the or Valley Sports Red app. TV, where exactly. they have ESPN right now. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's blacked out in your area, all that yeah. mess. Now you got to go to all those uh, streaming websites that give your phone or your, your computer to hootie cooties and all that good stuff. It's just not a great time. It's not a okay. great time. But my question is, with all of the pomp and circumstance, was the moment too big for NC State? Was it too big for NC State in that defense? Not even trying to be rude. Oh, was 100%. For that offense, was 100%. the moment too big for NC State? 100%. 100%. Again, this is not about – NC State played that game like an unranked team trying to get an upset. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it from multiple stances here, okay? Number one. Going into halftime, after DJ just led that long scoring drive. Well, first of all, let's talk about the long scoring drive. This is a 3-3-5 defense that's predicated on blitzing, chaos, confusion, all the things. You basically dropped eight. You dropped seven or eight the entire drive to close out the second half. Anybody who knows football knows this phrase. And if you haven't, let me let you in on it. Prevent defense prevents you from winning. You never, unless it's, you know, 10 seconds left and the team got to go 90 yards. Then, of course, yes, prevent defense is what you need. But other than that, there's a two minutes left on the clock, something like that. You do not go prevent defense. Never. Sure, you might play your corners a little further back. You may go a little lighter of a, a three deep shell. You don't go prevent. You don't go rush three. You just don't do that. Because, again, I talked about not allowing DJ to get confidence. DJ, regardless of what you think of him or what he is or is not, he is still an ACC quarterback. And I am betting dollars to donuts. Every quarterback in ACC, regardless of who you think is the worst passer, regardless of if you're talking about the guy who's looked the most consistent this year in, in Drake May, or you're talking about the guy who's looked the most inconsistent and the worst this year and that quarterback from Virginia Tech over there. If you let them sit in a pocket all day and night and say, hmm, who do I have open? Who do I have open? Who do I have open? On the play, which they called a touchdown, which should have I'm, – I'm sorry, which they called down on the one, which should have been a fumble with yeah. uh, Shipley – DJ had enough time to sit in the pocket, look around. Shipley ran his route. Nothing developed. Shipley then turned his route upfield because it was just a flat route. But he went upfield because there was no pressure. Yeah. I had not seen enough from Clemson's receivers to scare the life out of me and say, my corners can't handle this one-on-one. Yeah. No. Where's so, my Where's my remember the Titans guy where we blitzed all night? And then <laughs> – and and then and then after they score, Devin Leary for the past two years has been absolutely phenomenal in uh, going into halftime or end of game situations where it's not much time on the clock, but you need him to do something with that ball. Yeah. And so with 30 seconds left, we don't even attempt to run a play. 30 seconds left in two timeouts. In college football, the clock stops after every first down. That's so, playing scary. That's so, playing scary. You play, and I'm, and, and I'm, I am willing to bet. I am willing to bet my unborn first child on this. Somebody in that Clemson locker room. I don't know if it was Dabo. I don't know if it was the defensive coordinator. I don't know if it was the defensive line coach. Somebody went up to that defensive line, went up to that defense, and said they don't believe they belong here. Mm. They, they are happy to just be in the game. 
they are happy that this game is close, even though they're down. You want to know how I know that? Because they didn't even they didn't try squat when they had tons of time and two timeouts that they weren't going to save. That they don't you don't stack timeouts. You don't get five in the second half because you kept two. They didn't try nothing. They're yeah. terrified of you. And what happened? And I'm telling you, you know how I know this was said to that defensive line because they came out with their best three rushes of the game. Mm. Henry and company came out with their best three rushes of the game out of halftime. Yeah, yeah. That's how I know somebody told them, look, them boys are playing scared. Yeah. It might have been one of the players that said it because I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. It might have been Brian Bessie. Yeah. I've seen, I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own two eyes. I played on a team that was like the Monstars, and everybody was terrified of us. So and we saw a team that was just happy to be in the game, and they they were it was close. And going into halftime, they were like, "Yeah, we, we don't want no smoke. Let's go ahead and take a knee." And immediately, our our defensive coordinator, I love him to death, Jermaine Crowell. If you listen to this, Coach Crowell, I love you, baby. They he told us they're not they're not you, they're not you, and you're letting them think they are. What are y'all gonna do about it? All y'all are all supposed to be all Americans. All y'all are supposed to be playing in the Under Armour game, the Army game, all this and all that. What are y'all going to do about a bunch of guys that are scared of you being close? And we came out of that half and we did the exact same thing. Because guess what? When a team plays like, oh, we're just happy to be here. And oh, we're, we don't want anything to go wrong. No, let it fly. Let it fly. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I think that it just was overwhelming and it looked overwhelming for NC State, a team that we've all hyped up to be this, you know, second in command, potentially taking over the top spot. We didn't want last year's game to look like a fluke and it just did not come to pass. But these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. For your small business, you want 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn jobs will not only help you find them faster, but that's because everyone in the world is using LinkedIn right now. And we want to make sure you have the opportunity to go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions to apply. We're rocking and rolling here at Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack, talking about good, bad, and ugly here from the Atlantic Division. Good being Clemson. And I would also leave a squeak in here that Wake Forest looked good, a bounce back after losing against Clemson. And the fact that two top 10 teams were playing each other on ABC for the ACC. Always good when you're talking about that realignment talk that we had over the summer. Now, let's talk about the bad. Listen, Florida State undefeated. We're sitting here telling me that this is the team that everyone needs to start looking scary about. LSU game was not a fluke, right? They're coming in. They've had some really dominant performances. They're bouncing back. They beat Louisville when they had everybody getting hurt, knocked off left and right. And now you come in and face at home a really good Wake Forest team. This was your time. Wake Forest defense, I mean, Florida State's defense kind of blew it. Kind of blew it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, Florida State's defense looked very undisciplined, which is something that we've seen from Florida State in the past to some extent. There was a situation, there were situations where that long mesh and RPO got players out of position, but that's what it's designed to do. So yeah. it's incumbent upon you as a defense to know that this is coming. That at the end of the day, I'm tired of people talking about how hard the long mesh is to defend because at the end of the day, you know it's coming. You know yeah. it's coming. It, it is what it is. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to stop it? 
That's the question. Yeah, listen, I also think that so many people cry about Wake Forest's pass interference calls, whether they get them or not, and they know how to play it well. The coaches teach them how to, you know, pretty much get in defenders' face and make sure that they get that call in the end. But they, they don't pay them in the stripes. You know what I'm saying? If you know this is how this is going to go, you've watched enough film on A.T. Perry. You've watched enough film on Donovan Green. Well, not as much as A.T. Perry, but you're still watching the film. You know how it's going to go down. That's on y'all. That's on your coaching staff to prepare your guys for the day, right? That's on you to turn your head around, right? He can't. What can Wake Forest do to that? They're they're a perfect team, and they expect you to play perfect. You have to damn near play perfect to beat Wake Forest. And what are we, even if we are talking about offensive pass interference, whatever the case may be, so offensive pass interference is why Ellison rushed for over 100 yards? Help me out now. Help me out. I, I need – Ellison and Turner looking like Sean Tucker, help, help Reggie Bush. Help me out. Now. I just need a little bit of help. I don't need a lot of bit of help. Just a little bit of help. Just a little bit of help. Help me out. You know, the, the reality is, um, at the end of the day, I I have said all along that I, I haven't really believed in this Florida State team uh, in the way that many around the country have and many in this conference have. Uh, I could be proven wrong coming this Saturday with them uh, coming to Raleigh, and, and they could very well show NC State, hey, guys, you are not ready to be a top. Nah, this is a who's more pissed off about last week. This is definitely a who's more pissed off about their loss last week game. And, who and, can who can back it up? And speaking of speaking of uh, the one side of the ball letting the other down, my bad <laughs> is Mr. Tim Beck, offensive coordinator of NC State. <laughs> Come on down. Come on down to the floor. Now I want to make a. I, I, I want to talk about. I want to just make a reference here because I, I hope that this resonates and lands with the fans. Candace, did you know? That McDonald's has a, a propriety trademark on the the uh, Mac sauce and like how they cook their food, and all that. Did you know they have like actual patents on the, some of the machines that they use in their process? Did you know that? I'm sure they do. I would not be surprised. Do you know why they do that? Because they don't want anybody else copying their recipes, copying the way that they do things in order to have success, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The, the beauty of football is teams can't copyright what they're doing against another team, okay? And Clemson's defense did not just look mortal. They didn't just look like, oh, this is a defense that, like, there's a chink here and there in the armor. Yeah. They looked atrocious against the force. Wake Forest showed everybody the recipe. They said, this is how we make our chicken sandwich, y'all. This is how you make a chicken sandwich against Clemson. This is what you do. And State followed it a little bit on the first drive. They ran a play action, kept everybody in, and they hit Devin Carter deep. And and that was a good thing. It was the biggest play of the game offensively for NC State. Why did they go away from that? There was the backs and tight ends kept going out in routes. And I said, if you listen to Locked on Wolfpack, I said before the game, Trent Penix being out definitely hurts this tight end group. Um, And I don't think that they have the type of big time tight ends that can do a lot of good things in terms of passing game. Here's my biggest problem with Tim Beck deciding to go empty formation so much. Here's my problem with Tim Beck deciding to uh, send everybody out for routes instead of keeping more guys in for protection. Everybody told me that Belton was is a sophomore when he was getting beat like a drum by whichever end lined up on him. Didn't matter if it was Henry. Didn't matter if it was, uh, uh, I can't remember, Murphy. Didn't matter who it was. 
If they were lined up on Henry, congratulations. It was like uh, Cameron and uh, Peyton Ford. Everybody eats, B. Everybody eats. So if we saw that Wake Forest had success, okay, going basically max protect, which the RPO is a fundamental, it's, it builds in max protection, and going one or two man routes and, and hitting guys deep. And then Clemson has a player ejected for targeting and another DB get hurt. And then you have success doing the thing. Tim Beck, if Johnny has five apples. <laughs> please, you're yelling. Please. If Johnny has please. five apples, Timothy. Please, please, please. please. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can get the recipe. And you can look at the cookbook and you can say, oh, that's how you make potato salad? Good. Now let me throw some raisins in it. <laughs> Somebody's listening right now like, wait, there's no raisins in potato salad? Listen, I have seen Clemson. I have played against a Clemson team that was flatly better than us. When they had Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, and company, they were flatly better than us. <laughs> we, we did our best. Our best <laughs> wasn't, wasn't good enough. Our Maybe best, a good old college try. Our best was not that. They had uh, Jordan Leggett at tight end and all that. Our best was not good enough. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's flat out. This team, their coordinator, Tim Beck, put them in a bad position for success, a horrible position for success. And, and here's the funnest part about it, okay? They didn't go max protect, Candace. So you know what that means? They kept their tight ends and backs running routes all night. They kept them in the, involved in the passing game, of course, right? Do you know what the results of that were in terms of all of their st- statistics in the passing game combined, the running backs and the tight ends? I'll give it to you. Seven receptions for 38 yards. It was so worth it. It was so worth it. It made so much sense to do that. Ooh, can't wait to listen to your show later on. Guys, listen, if you had any money on NC State, I hate it for you. I lost a great bet over the weekend because of it, and that's okay. I thought it was going to be plus six, but, you know, NC State decided we're going to give up one more touchdown at the end. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of the football betting info this season. As always, it remains to be the sports wagering information, live betting, and ultimate scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. So Rack and Roman here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked and Wolfpack, who's clearly feeling the remnants of what happened on Saturday night's matchup against the Tigers. He is talking about his Wolfpack, clearly, for all good, bad, and ugly. Well, we did talk about the good being the top two teams, but the bad and the ugly. Hopefully, it's not Tim Beck, but maybe the, maybe you can find a positive. My ugly is uh, the Louisville Cardinals. I'm going to tell you why. 34-33 against the Boston College Eagles. The Boston College Eagles, who lost 44-10, to the week before to Florida State. The Boston College Eagles, who literally could not buy a touchdown, can't buy an O-line, can't buy a good defense. You have no reason. You were predicted to be a minus 13 team against these Eagles, and you couldn't figure out, you couldn't muster up a win? Satterfield, no, sir. No, not one ACC win yet? No, sir. It's time. It's time. We thought we thought Jeff was out of here fast. Jeff Collins out of the Georgia Tech uh, Yellow Jackets, whose team won, by the way. You, sir, you need to get them bags packing. And this is why my ugly for the week is the pickle that Scott Satterfield has put Louisville in. 
Is he not, quiet quitting? Is he quiet quitting? But here's the thing. He isn't. He isn't. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing, to me, what is the hardest part of the job effectively. To me, the hard part of college football, co- coaching college football, isn't the X's and O's. It's recruiting. That's the hard part. That but is, he's doing great at that. That's why I say he's not quite, he can't be quiet quitting because he has some of the best players in the nation agreeing to come play for Louisville. I don't know what they got going on, who's paying out, if it's the, the KFC family, if it's the, the Papa John's family. I don't know if they got John Shatner out there that's not drunk no more. He ain't, you know, never mind. We ain't gonna oh, go there. Right Lord, but long story short, I don't know what they have offered these players to get them to come to Louisville, Kentucky. Don't get me wrong, I love Louisville, it reminds me a lot of home. It's a cool place to be. Now, with that being said, wow, wow. (laughs) We are not going to disrespect Louisville. It's a wonderful city. Louisville is a wonderful city. Okay, whatever. That's your – I'm I'm going to tell you. Very serious. What's enticing about Louisville? Be um, be, be clear. What is it? Okay, first of all, their campus is pretty dope. So let's let's start. Okay, Is it bricks like NC State? Uh, no, I don't think their campus okay. is like filled with with bricks like NC State, but their campus is just really nice, and all their all their athletic facilities are all within like a very close radius of each other, and they're all state art. They're all really nice. They all have really nice stadiums and and uh, arenas and all that good stuff. I mean, all they, that money you pouring into facilities can't find a win. But I just I don't know. But that's don't that's why this is my ugly because I am <laughs> Scott Satterfield. Yes, you would love to see him get the Jeff Collins treatment, but you can't. You can't. If you're Louisville, this recruiting class that you have coming in is one of the best in program history. Not just like the best in ACC. This is one of the best in program history. So you can't let him go, despite how poorly yes. he's doing. We got the X's and O's. No, sir. You can't keep him. Okay. Well, if you let him go, please note that all those five stars that agreed, all those four stars, the number one running back in the nation, goodbye. Dust. But what if it just depends on who you get next? I'm sure they already have been telling these boys, like, just just hold tight. You can't keep him. You can't keep him. Hold on. So let, me let you, so let me let you know how recruiting works. Okay. You said I'm, I'm familiar. Good. I'm familiar. Just hold time. I am an athlete, so don't play me. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm, okay. Let, no, me not no, go ahead. Mm-hmm. let me not talk to you then. Talk it's to the audience. <laughs> so in the scenario that you just pitched where they told yeah. tell the boys, hold tight, he might not be here. Who's doing that? Because if you're talking about the you, court, you can't. I know you can't actually. You see what I'm saying? Like the AD is not calling up these players. <laughs> hey, Look, man, the I AD know. might not be here while you play it. <laughs> but that's my point. That's my point. So who's who's gonna call up the player? The chancellor definitely ain't doing the it. The president. The, the president. They worried about them endowments. They worried about uh, what making sure that they don't have any academic integrity things going here on. Go. Here we go. Here we go. Cardinal fans will not be held hostage to this recruiting class. Ooh, they are not NC State. Straight, 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 straight. <laughs> like 50 Cent. What did he say ask me for? I didn't. <laughs> what? I didn't say. Wow. Oh. NC State. But it's true. You should not be held to these recruits because at the end of the day, you are you want to win now. I don't care who may come in. Because in the day, Satterfield brought these guys in and they're not doing nothing. So you can bring in four stars and they don't give you nothing either. But none of these guys, none of the, this ain't that and that ain't this. None of these guys are on the caliber, on the level of what they have about to come in. Now listen, listen, here's my problem with that though. Because you can have a two-star that comes in and blows your, blows not your socks off, 
socks off. You could also have a five-star that comes in and he doesn't develop because he's not coached well under whoever, you know, is the position coach, yada, yada, yada. So at the end of the day, you can only play with who's in front of you. You can, you can dream and stomp up and whoever's supposed to be the next coming of name your favorite athlete. But until you get there, we all just blow and smoke. So I think that it's a good time to go ahead and let him go. But I hope and really reassure these young kids that, yeah, we're still going to be a good program, but he's not the guy to do it. Because if you can't do it with these guys, you're not magically going to come in here and just make everything change. You lost to Boston College. Again, I am a not. A team whose quarterback, they hate the quarterback. You that, literally preach on here how much the offensive line and damn near the whole team don't mess with boy. Filled your COVID. Absolutely. And you mean to tell me they found a way to win? Again, my you ought to be saying, but but hear me out, and this is why this is my ugly because this is there is no winning in this situation for Louisville as a program. That's the point. That's Too the bad, point. so sad. Well, you know what? Here's the thing: you can let Satterfield go. Listen, I'm not saying that it's impossible to let Satterfield go. That's a very real possibility. Would you I, let him go? Would I personally let him go? Come on, AD. Would you let him go? Who, if I got to put on, might be on the line. If if I got to put on my AD ball cap, I'm a Please. I'm a I'm going to have this conversation with Scott Satterfield. I'm going to look him dead in the eye, and I'm going to say this. I don't care who you got coming in, <laughs> what you got going on. Because at this point, if my job is on the line, I really will call up each of them five stars and four stars. I'll do it. I'll do now it. Now, listen. Now, listen. Malik Cunningham also went out with the undisclosed injury towards the end of the game. Now, if you don't have Malik, you can pack him in the mail. It really is gone. So that could be his saving grace now. Because if you don't have Malik, you can make the excuse – that you don't have all the okay, okay. But they but they start off 0 three with them. Or they start off 0 three in conference with them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would. I would. I, if I'm the AD. Come on, AD Gibbs. What I'm, you got? I'm telling. I'm up telling here. Scott. I'm telling Scott. You at least, at least need to get us to a bowl game at minimum. At minimum. Sir, this at, season. Absolutely. absolutely. All right. They got. They got four more games. Four more I, games. Four I, more games, you have to beat Virginia, possible. Mm-hmm. Pitt, Pitt, possible, who also lost to Georgia Tech. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everyone told me that they couldn't beat. Okay. You got to beat Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Mm-hmm. James Madison. James you should. Sure. You should sure do that one. You got to beat Clemson, NC State, and then Kentucky. I didn't find a fourth win in there. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Unless again. you give the granddaddy of them all upsets. Again, I, and that's but that's why I would tell them get us to six. If you can't get us to six, they have two right now. They are only going to get three more. And that again, I'm never going to get. I I am a very strong proponent of don't fire coaches in the middle of the season because oh, yeah. you can't. If you really think about it, right? If you fire a coach in the middle of the season, the situation that you put that team in is or that you put your program in you can't even properly start your coaching search because nobody's available yet no also love him it but whether they love him or not nobody else is available even if i said uh players feelings be damned you i want to get the best coach right now who's going to be interviewing during the season who what head coach is going to be giving you permission to interview their coordinators? What AD is going to give you permission to interview their head coach? But you don't even care about that right now. All you want to do is do the interim and keep it pushing. You just okay. just get through the season. Get through Again, the season. I'm a, I'm a big believer in 
at the end of the season. They only going to win five games, so now what? Now, now so, I need to know. They only going to win five. So now what? I know Kentucky is their last game of the season every season because of rivalry week. Mm-hmm. As soon as that Kentucky game is over, okay? Mm-hmm. If Will Levis and company put up 50 on you, they embarrass you a little bit. MJ Rodriguez <laughs> is carrying linebackers into the end zone and all that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna walk down there. I'm gonna, and then again, I'm, I got my AD ball cap. I got my Louisville throw the L's up cap on right now. I shake Scott Satterfield's hand and I say, "Hey, it's been good. It's been great. You know, <laughs> you ain't got it ain't to been home. real great. It ain't been real great. So you ain't got to get home, but you got to get the heck up out of here, Scott. Go ahead to wherever you want to go. Uh, we'll go ahead and pay out your uh, severance package or your buyout or whatever the case may be. Uh, but going somewhere else now." Go somewhere else. Go go have a wonderful career elsewhere because they ain't going to be here in Louisville. Now, let's get this coaching search started the right way. You know, I know all the players going to be sad and crying and all that good stuff. Good. I'm glad that y'all are doing this during the offseason. All righty, coach. You know, we'll we'll try to fill your spot before we get the offseason program started in terms of strength and conditioning. That way, y'all don't even – you don't miss a beat. You don't skip a beat. That's fair. You know, but it's it's someone say he's going back to Boone, so you never know because the Boone coach would get a new job while you're playing. Well, and there you go, there you go. Everything could work itself out because again, <laughs> he could be going to Georgia Tech for all we know. Speculation, speculation. Again, if I'm if I'm that AD, when he gets that lat, when he gets that seventh loss of the season, he's gonna shake his hand. Not Stop. when, not if, but when, because it's coming. Come on. If when don't matter, don't make me know. Never mind. That thing comes. Everyone else we've listed. That's embarrassing. If Louisville beats you, Clemson, NC State, come on, Wake Forest. Absolutely, but yeah. all of those, all of those teams we have seen wet the bed at one time or another. Every single one of them, except Clemson, they have not wet the bed yet. Clemson, sure, we haven't seen them wet the bed. Uh, Wake Forest defense can't stop a running nose. NC State, they're very disjointed and fractured. It's just random moments of like. Oh, we got the. Wake Forest had one bad game. Come on now. Defensively, okay. defensively, okay. they had one bad game. Okay, okay. You know what? We gonna we gonna run out this time because you're not oh. about to talk about a team who knew how to bounce back. Your team, on the other hand, we could have a whole we could have a whole digestive. And I, I was I was getting on NC State when you got home. We heard you. We heard you all show. You yelled at them all show. Tim Beck, I'm so sorry. We heard you yell at them all show. We are not apologizing to Tim Beck on this show. We are not apologizing to Tim Beck on this show. We are not doing that. Of all the people in the world who we would apologize to, I'll oh my God, to Dino Babers, I'll apologize. To 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 uh, Jeff Collins for believing in him. I apologize to myself for believing in Jeff Collins. Actually, let me apologize to me. I apologize to that Georgia Tech team for believing that they let Jeff Collins down and not the other way around. But one person we are not going to apologize to on this show on a Monday is Timothy Beck. That is one. Okay, again, you starting to give me yelling Stephen A. Smith. So on that note, where can folks find you? Follow your work. You can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this podcast at Locked On Wolfpack. And you can find me on Twitter at LO underscore Wolfpack. Guys, come back tomorrow. Make sure you check out Coastal Conversations as we are going to get in what happened, good, bad, and ugly there. Carolina figured out how to win Virginia Tech, my lord. And Georgia Tech, we can be excited about them too. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.